All right, y'all. Welcome back. Episode 45 of Rose 1 through 10. Recording this live from Myrtle Beach this week. So down here on a little bit of vacation. Um, we got a special guest. Captain Spuddy's joining us. It's a big uh, Natty O weekend coming up. Yo, and yo. Joined, as always, we got Travis Parks in here. So what's going yo. on, guys? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, gearing up for the Natty O. I'd be lying to you guys if I told you that. I don't have at least half of my bag packed. If not, the whole thing is ready to be packed and thrown in the truck. All I got to do is get my tent and sleeping bag and a mattress in my truck, and I'm ready to roll. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I bet you're excited. Are you heading up there Friday night after work? Uh, I'm headed there Friday afternoon, I think. Um yeah, so I got that planned. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend, uh, right around the 70s during the day, and it's going to be a little chilly at night, but that's okay. We got a fire going, so we'll be good to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, well, did you guys yeah. get any, watch any of the Outlaws this past weekend? Indeed, I did. Yeah, so I caught a little bit of it, yeah. yeah By the way, what's bit. up with Flo, Derek? Uh I'm into uh, we might need to renew our subscription on that. It's probably been about a year. Oh, is that what it is? It might be. Yeah, okay. I've been on Flow in a while. Because so. I, I, I would literally have spent the last half hour before we started trying to go back and watch the Four Crowns, and it was working. So I, I didn't know. I, it, was, it was like you need a Flow Pro subscription, but I was like, I went in the settings, and it was like next pay date, uh, 2022. So I was like, wait, we should be good then. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Maybe we'll get that subscription next week or something. I was not able to watch the four crowns. Uh but um that was Tyler Courtney won there, so good for him. Or no. Yeah, Tyler Courtney won one night. Yes. And I think Rico won the other night. Yes. Yeah, that is big night. The night before the crowns it was uh David or Logan Schuhart, I believe. Okay, so Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. And then yep. Oh, okay, and then and then Rico and then Rico won Saturday night. Yes, yes, got it. Okay, and that was not at the. I that wasn't uh, the Outlaws left. They, they only raced. Yeah, they only left. They only raced Friday at Eldora, and then they went to uh, Lunarville on Saturday. Because yeah. Saturday yes. night was the All Stars. Yes, that right. is correct. So, Which is really uh, cool. It's really cool that they do that. They kind of intertwine. At least they have a 410 sprint car in hand. I mean, you got, what if you're an outlaw, you got the outlaws one night and then you get the all-stars. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds because those two touring series are colliding this weekend with all the great drivers from Pennsylvania. So it's definitely going to be a big car count this weekend. I hope to see at least 50, 55 cars, maybe more, would be my guess. Yeah, it certainly was in that ballpark last year. Uh, uh, this was, race. Yeah, it was around 65 or 70, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man, Derek brought up the weekend, though. I just, like, the first, first thing I wanted to bring up is, man, you, like, it, it kind of goes without saying, but, man, Eldora is such a good racetrack. Like, I, I could watch a 200 lap race at at that place of spring cars like i love watching them race at eldora i mean i was like i i, I watched it on friday night and i like rewatched it just to kind of 
get everything fresh in my head before I came on here. And what what a good race that was on on Friday night, the race that Logan Shuhart ended up taking home. Yeah, yeah I didn't able to really watch it. I uh, busy watching the trucks, um, and I know they kind of crossed over just a little bit there, but. Yeah, I was more worried about the trucks Friday, so I did not see any of the Outlaws events this weekend. Oh, sweet. Oh. Outdoor is definitely, I, I'd say, if you want to get to a racetrack, that is definitely one of the big ones to put on your bucket list. I've been there three times um, when I was younger. Um, I saw it when it was still owned by the original owner, uh, Earl Baltus. Um Tony, I think the last year we were there, Tony Stewart just had purchased it. Um, but Earl pretty much was still running the show um, at that point. And I'll tell you what, man, the Eldora then compared to the Eldora now is way different. I mean, the racing is still good there no matter what car is on that track. But if it's a, if it's a USAC or if it's a midget, or if it's a 410, or if it's a late model. I mean, the racing is always really good there. I've never been bored watching a race from Eldora. I mean, hell, even when the trucks were there at Eldora, that was still cool to see. So I definitely highly suggest if you've never been to Eldora, put it on your bucket list, hit hit the Kings Royal or the Four Crown Nats. Yeah, I think for both Travis and I, that's definitely a track on each of our bucket lists to go to. Yeah, the Kings Royal would be definitely one to take Travis to and get out yeah. there and see it, Derek. I think that's the one you'd rep that definitely you'd want to go see. Um, yeah, no doubt, especially for the sprint car side of things. I know they got the big late model race out there at the Dream Dream One Hundreds. So, yep. a couple Portal. big races out there every year. Well, I definitely have to make a trip out there. In the next oh yeah. But I mean that was an awesome race on Friday night. Uh first like it looked like it was gonna be Donnie's race for a lot while Donnie led the first twenty one laps of that race and then Logan was able to get by him on a restart and Logan never looked back. Uh James McFadden uh Donnie actually slipped back to fourth. James McFadden got David Gravel for second in the last corner, which just like looking at down here that was a $2,500 pass by James McFadden there in the last corner so that's a big amount of money for for him and these teams so that was an awesome move for James you know that's probably the kind of thing like you know it's like yeah he got second you know you don't really think much of it but that's a $2,500 difference in the purse between second and third so that was a, a huge pass for James McFadden really but I mean awesome racing overall it was cool to see the all-star guys were obviously there for the for the four crown nats. Uh the big show for them was was uh Saturday night for the All-Stars. So but those all but they raced with the uh with the outlaws on uh on Friday night and put on a show. Tyler Courtney bounced off the wall at least a hundred times and came <laughs> home fifth in that race. I mean, he was absolutely ripping the top. I kept uh, staring Justin, it up, man. <laughs> Justin He's just killing it this year. I mean, Tyler Courtney, I think before this year, only raced in a sprint car 410, maybe what, maybe 10 or 15 times. And then this year they decided to go full-time wing racing, and the guys won some big races. I mean, hell, it's King Tyler Courtney. You know, he won one of the biggest races in a sprint car. So I think that team, they definitely have something going. Um, I think they're going to stick to the 410 uh, Do you think far, he's going to go outlaws racing next year? I, you know, I was just going to bring that up right as you, 
ready just right before I was going to say anything, you took the words out of my mouth because I was going to ask you guys the same thing. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think right now the best thing for him to do is to maybe stay with the All-Stars one more year and kind of see what competition goes up and down because um, word on the street, I've heard this, this is hearsay, so don't hold me to it, but I heard that next year uh, Logan Schuhart or I'm sorry, Jacob Allen, not Logan Schuhart. Jacob Allen is coming down to the All Stars. Is that with Shark or? Yeah, I, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, the rumor that uh, and word of mouth in our group at the races that has inside info with the Shark Racing team. Uh, it's been discussed. Uh, over this, uh, 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 I guess it's been in discussion over the season that I guess they're just going to go with the all-stars. The competition's a little less for him. Um, and it's not as a grueling schedule as it is as the outlaws. It, it's been a brutal um, year for, for Jacob with all, yeah. with the outlaws. So that's, that's not the most surprising thing to me. And yeah. I don't like, a, I've asked Derek before, you know, and I don't know if I like, I don't want to sit here and say like, Oh, Jacob needs to get up on the wheel. You know, I don't know if it's Jacob, or I don't know if, if it's that team. I don't know if the, you know, a common theme on the Outlaw Tour is it's hard to be. A, it's not like NASCAR where you have Hendrick Motorsports running one, two, three, four. It's just it, it's it's hard to be the the second team somewhere. I've kind of noticed that as a trend where like you know the nine at Casey Kane Racing never quite seems to have the speed as the forty nine. Obviously, Brad Sweet's one. 17 feature races this year and James McFadden's one too. And I don't think that's a testament to James McFadden as a driver. It's just, it's just kind of hard to be the second team. And I, I have noticed that. And maybe that's kind of the same thing uh, with Jacob's suffering from, and, you know, if they were able to go all-star racing next year, you know, maybe he could get, get a lot of wins on that tour and, and get some confidence back. And uh, I definitely see time. Um, and, and maybe the team um, can focus a little more on one driver and not two. I'm not saying that they're I, – I, I'm not sure how many guys are on the road with them. Um, I, 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 it's not very many. It's, it's the two dry – it's obviously Logan and Jacob and then Scruffy and maybe a, one or two other hands. And I think they're just – their hands are tied when it comes to – having two cars and, and and I hate to say this but you're if you owned a team you know especially in this kind of a sport you're going to put your focus and your your time towards the better of the two and I hate to say that and I I don't think Jacob is a bad driver at all I think the kid can wheel I just think he needs to lighten his load I think he needs to go back to the fundamentals of sprint car racing he needs to just go back to the drawing board, start clean, start fresh, have three or four guys with him on the road and, and, and just go with all stars. I don't think the competition is as grueling. It's not, you know, it, it's not one night we're racing at Knoxville and then tomorrow we're tom- tonight. We're driving all the way to Peavley, Missouri, and then leaving Peavley to go to Eldora and then leaving Eldora to go to Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? So I I think I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that mental stability when you're on the road 95, six days at 95, 96 days out of the year, 
or races and you're on the road from one night to the next, you know, I mean, it can, I'm sure that schedule is very mentally uh, tiring for a driver that young. So I think it'll be a good move for him to come to, if it's true, like I said, it's rumor and hearsay out on the streets. But if he does go to the All-Stars, I think it'd be a very good move for him. And it, it might get some experience under his belt. And, you know, I think personally, it wouldn't even be a bad idea if he came home here and just raced around here. And Yeah, maybe, I think, I think yeah. kind of Travis touched on it, just kind of getting some confidence back into to his psyche. Um, I think that will go a long way for that him and that team. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I know that rumor has been flying around since about Bristol time. Yeah. So we're going to see how it plays out. Yeah. Well, speaking of the team, uh, what's it? His his, uh, his uncle Logan, even though they're pretty close in age, what's 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 the whole dynamic there? I was gonna make a good transition, but I didn't want to botch it. But I believe you told me it's his uncle Logan was able to get that uh get that win on on Friday night, an awesome drive for him and that team. And I mean, they've been on an absolute tear winning three of the last five outlaw races now they definitely stumbled out of the gates and probably the first half of the season it it, it wasn't a great go of it for justin peck or justin peck oh i was thinking about him too i was gonna and uh logan shuhart and the 1s team and now three of five races they've been on an absolute tear so good for him good for that team uh i wouldn't count them out i would I, i if that's what you're asking i wouldn't count them out for this weekend at the natty o um I know last year they they at one point uh, Shuhart was running second or third, and I know Larson was right around, either right in front of him or right behind him. And at one point, it looked like it was going to be it, uh, Logan definitely was leading some laps there at the Natio, and I think Larson took over, and then Shots ended up winning it. Um, so I wouldn't count him out for this weekend. Now's the time to get hot and get get you know win some races because you're at home you know um you know so there you know there's some there's been some downtime so that he can probably refocus but keep that momentum going into friday and saturday and i I, the bit the 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 thing about the national open is it's tough to qualify for it's not it, it, it is not a normal show. I mean, you get 65, 70 cars, you're qualifying. You might, you know, you got to draw well, you got to time very well, and then you got to set your car up for a long night and then do it again Saturday because then Saturday comes around and, and all eyes are on everybody. It's who's going to put their car in the show, who's going to, you know, who's coming from what side, you know, what area of the track and how the track's going to be. There's just a lot of factors for this race this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and definitely don't count them out. They, they're bringing back the uh, old scruffy paint schemes for this weekend. So they'll definitely have some nice, nice paint and, and uh, look to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, they, must, is that the cars from the Knoxville Nationals that they're bringing? Yeah, yep, yeah yep. okay. Yeah, I think I did see that somewhere on Facebook. They've been on yeah. a tear. We'll have to uh, keep an eye out for them. And I also wanted to bring up, I did like drop his name by accident, but Hard Charger Award, Justin Peck, uh, sixth-place finish for him from 16th starting position. So one of my favorite sprint car drivers in America. And, I mean, he's had quite the awesome year, won some All-Stars races, had some good runs with the Outlaws. So love Justin Peck. Uh, another you know notch in his belt to get a Hard Charger Award at Eldora with the Outlaws on Saturday and a sixth-place finish. So 
you know, hope to uh, hope next year, you know, he were, he stays where he's at, and you know, maybe maybe they go run some more out. I I assume they'll be back with the All Stars next year, but maybe they'll run some more Outlaws races. So, but it's been an awesome year for him, and definitely wanted to to mention that. Yeah, definitely. He's been uh, he's been definitely one to watch. I I don't I uh. I definitely enjoy watching him and some other guys from the All Stars uh, when they come to Pennsylvania. It's usually uh, those guys usually put a good show on, especially guys like Rico and Tyler Courtney. So it should be good. It should be a good weekend to definitely sit back and watch all, all the worlds collide at at my home track and definitely see uh, you know who's ready to go. Uh, last Friday. I know you guys were talking about watching the uh, World of Outlaws. I was watching at one point and got tired of switching back and forth from Flow to Dirt Vision. So I just flipped on Dirt Vision and watched the Friday night race from the Grove. And Brian Brown got his first win at uh, Williams Grove. I don't know if any of you guys were watching that or not or even saw that. So congratulations to him. He's finally conquered the Grove. Um, You know, the guy's won track champions at uh, Knoxville. He's won races around the country and, and definitely is uh, he was definitely excited to be able to take that checkered, fl- checkered flag home that had Williams Grove on it to put in his trophy room. So uh, hopefully, hopefully he can de- get a decent car this weekend and uh, you know, we'll see what happens at the Grove for the Natty O. Did we lose Derek? I will say I haven't heard from Derek in a minute. Oh, there he is. Okay. Uh, I was concerned. Uh, nah, <laughs> uh, totally agree with everything you just yeah. said, Putty. I was just—I didn't know if we had lost Derek. <laughs> but, you're okay. But um, but no, I mean it's a—it was a great weekend of racing, and it's going to be fun going into the Natio because this gave us. I know one guy to keep an eye at. We'll transition to Saturday, and a guy who started on the pole both nights and uh, with the Outlaws this weekend was Wayne Johnson, and he started on the pole uh, Friday night, didn't lead any laps. He started on the pole Saturday at Lernersville, and for almost the first half of the race, it looked like it was going to be Wayne Johnson's night. They were fast again. He kind of slipped away late, and that was a – fantastic battle between David Gravel and Brad Sweet in the late going in that race and yet once uh once Brad got Wayne Johnson that was kind of he he began to slip back but I mean that's a guy that's had a lot of speed and it was a good run for him on uh on Saturday night I think he hasn't won any outlaws races this year I believe so I know there were a lot of people probably out there rooting for uh rooting for Wayne Johnson to pull that one off but it just wasn't quite meant to be for him Oh yeah, definitely. And you guys knew me as well as anybody out there listening that this weekend with these outlaws and the all-stars coming in that, you know, it's, I'm obviously going to be rooting for our hometown guys from the PA posse. I mean, but um, it, it is good to see guys that don't win a ton or you don't, you, see, you hear their names, but you don't see them up front a whole lot, you know? So any like I always say, anybody with shots are sweet, um, you know, for this weekend, and hopefully we we can see somebody different win this race too. I mean, I'm always even if it is an outlaw, but it's somebody you know. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Logan Shoehart grab 
the uh, National Open on Saturday night or Wayne Johnson or even Tyler Courtney or Justin Peck or Brian Brown, you know, somebody different. I always – that's one of my things I like going to the races about is seeing somebody different. I don't like seeing the same cars. Um, and I know uh, I know that uh, – Brad Sweet, he he struggles at the Grove, so I, I can kind of sit back a little bit and don't have to worry about him too much. So hopefully, I didn't jinx it, but I think with the weather this weekend, I think the cars are definitely going to be fast. It's supposed to be cool at night. Um, I know there's a creek that runs behind turns uh, one and two, and hopefully that that moisture does not uh, put the track in in, in any jeopardy. Um, I know a lot of fans out there have been complaining about the track prep at Williams Grove this past year. I was there a couple times this year, and it wasn't the best surface, um, but there were some times where I was there where it was two, three lanes where there was a, 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 a bottom, a middle, and a top, you know. So that's the other thing, too. I, I, I'm excited to get get there and get set up and see what kind of racing we're going to see this weekend, and hopefully every, everybody has their A game and – Definitely hope to see some uh, throwback paint schemes and and uh, and and maybe see a different driver claim this one. I mean, it's it's one that drivers want to. It's not about the money. It's not about the fame. It's it's or I should say it's about the fame. But putting your name in the history books I and mean, some of the greatest sprint car drivers in the country have won this race. So it, it's definitely up there with Knoxville and, and Eldora. And then you have this place and they, these guys want to etch their names in the history books. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely the, probably the last big race event of the year before we head to Charlotte for uh, the dirt car finals. Yeah. Um, they have like port, the, they have, they have port next weekend. The outlaws are at port Royal. Yeah. The, yep, yep. the Nittany showdown up there at port. And then, yep. then, uh, then it's just a few more weeks till we're, till we're in Charlotte for the, the big deal. Um, and, any yeah, of you guys going about, to that? Uh, I don't think I'm going to make it this year. I will be going to Martinsville for the okay. NASCAR, and that will be my last race of the year, I believe. You nice. said in, in Charlotte? Yeah, well, that's where uh, we're finally. Yeah, I'm going to see uh, George Strait and Eric Church that Friday night of that weekend nice. in Atlanta. So I'm not going to be able to make it to that one. Which, by the way, Derek brought up Martinsville. I did text. I'm considering making the Martinsville trip myself, even though it's like a seven-hour drive. Thinking about going madman on them and making the trip. So, to be go. determined. But, um, yeah. Um, definitely a, a big event this weekend with the National Open. I'm trying to uh, see. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you know off the top of your head if there's a, maybe any surprise entries we didn't see coming this weekend uh, who are going to be there racing, Cody, or that maybe um, people – are going to be surprised to see them roll into town. I, that's what I was mainly looking for. But. It, the only thing I, that I was surprised about um, that I saw, I, I haven't been, I've been doing a lot of other things around here lately. So I've been kind of busy. Um, I, so the only one I saw that was kind of surprising was Alan Crimes is only racing one night and he's only entering Saturday night. Um, just another uh, Pennsylvania posse guy that uh, it's at one point was a regular every Friday at the, at the Grove, and he's kind of just taken some uh, race. He's been racing, you know, at a limited schedule. Um, as far as surprise entries, I, I haven't really seen any. Darren can, Pittman's driving the 39. There's one. Okay. So, yeah, and I was kind of expecting him to be driving that after seeing him at Port and – throughout the rest of the year um 
I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Christopher Bell would show up, which I doubt will happen. Oh, here's one for you. Um, uh, Spencer Baston's making his debut with CJB yes. this weekend. I forgot there's about one. that. Good call. That's yep. There you go. There's your surprise. Yeah, that that uh that team should work out for Spencer Baston. Hopefully that they can get uh they can get some things tuned in for next year and uh. Uh, hopefully that they can get rolling that way next year. They can just jump right in and get going. But other than that, I think that the the entry, the roster will be pretty much the same. You're going to see Lance Deuce. You're going to see Danny Dietrich. You're going to see Freddie Raymer, you know, Tyler Courtney, uh, Brian Brown. By the way, we mentioned earlier the Shark Cars bringing the Scruffy Schemes back. Justin Peck will also be back in the Pink Panther this weekend. Yeah, I was hoping to see that. Yes. I saw that at Port uh, for the Tuscarora 50. They raced the normal car on Friday and then raced the Pink Panther car on Saturday. And for you history buffs out there, if you guys want to look something up after the podcast is done, Van May will be at the race this weekend. Uh, Van May was a big uh, – he won – he raced sprint cars here in central Pennsylvania for a long time. Um he is a national open winner and uh so he will be kind of like a grand marshal i guess this weekend um so anybody out there that is listening to this uh get down in the infield and uh definitely uh get over there and to meet him get his autograph picture taken whatever you guys need to do because uh that'd be awesome i definitely would like to meet him so i'm gonna try my make my way over to him this weekend Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, by the way, Putty, this weekend, uh, I meant to, I always send, like, Derek will pick up shirts for me and stuff because I don't get to see spring car racing that much. Okay. Uh, if, if you, if Casey Kane has any 83 shirts, okay. I don't know if he does. Please pick uh, one up for me and I will yeah. pay you. Yeah. Uh, I will try to make my way down there in the t shirt alley. Um, I know my wife wants to go down and check some stuff out. I will definitely see if they have anything. I have not seen anything. Um, even when I was at Port Royal, um, there wasn't a whole lot of merch there to begin with. There was only select few drivers, but I'll definitely check that out. And uh, the other thing I want to mention about the Natio, and I think this is pretty cool, every year on a Saturday, um, they do what they do a co- uh, chili cook off. Um, they have a they have like a chili contest, and uh, in the back pit gate they open the pits up there Ooh. and they set everybody up. And, Damn, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and you I pay love a, some good chili. <laughs> oh yeah, well, dude, and perfect here's the thing. Yeah, it's a definitely a perfect weekend there. I was just gonna say that. I mean, you get seventy some degree weather during the day, and you get a nice warm, cool breeze going through with a warm sun, and you're walking around with cold beer in your hand, and you're just eating a cup of chili. Um, you pay twenty five cents, and that's how you vote on it. And if you want a bowl, um, I think it's like a dollar, a dollar fifty. And um, I'm pretty sure all the money I think they donate. Um, and then the EMMR, which next time you guys are up here. Um, for an outlaw race or any kind of race that you're up here in PA for, we will definitely take that trip over there. It's a neat little museum. Oh yeah, I've been there many times. Okay, yeah. So Travis, we got to get you there. It's pretty cool. It's not as cool as the, uh, the museum out in Knoxville, but it's definitely got a lot of racing history in the Pennsylvania, and uh, there's a lot of neat sprint car stuff in there. They always do an auction, uh, an auction, and they auction off all kinds of stuff, and the money goes towards um, EMMR. 
every year. So I look forward to that on Saturday. I wake up and I brush my teeth and kind of just hang out. And then around like 10, 1030, I walk over to the pits and I hang out over there for a couple hours. Eating some chili. Yeah. Oh, yeah a, definitely definitely yeah. the perfect weekend to get that kicked off and start making some chili while, right as the weather starts changing. So. Yeah, All good stuff there for the Natty O, Williams Grove. Uh, kind of sad yes. I won't be able to make it this weekend. Yeah, it sucks. I was looking forward to actually seeing you. I, I can't even tell you the last time I even seen you, dude. I, I don't want to – was it Bristol? No. Uh, no, it would have been no, no, no. EB weekend for Knoxville Nats. Yes, you are correct. We were an EB weekend together. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so – yeah, I was definitely looking forward to seeing you, but I guess we're just going to have to wait until uh, next next spring when you make your way back up to Pennsylvania. And, Travis, you definitely got to come up here for some more racing next year, man. Yeah, no, no, that is uh, – that's definitely the plan. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely something I want to make happen, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure something out for sure. We'll have oh, yeah. to at least – at least one big race, maybe something we can all travel to. Like, we'll have to – we'll have to put something together for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely got to get to a NASCAR race. I still have yet to be to a NASCAR race. So I'm going to be counting on you guys next year to get me to either Dover or Martinsville. All right. Yeah. Make yeah. it happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeez, dude, you, I mean, you made the drive down to Bristol for the dirt or for uh, for the outlaws. I, if, I, if, I, I, if, if you want my recommendation for your first race, I'd say you got I'd say go to the Bristol night race next fall. <laughs> Yeah, not about, it was literally voted the best NASCAR race of all time, essentially. Wow. Literally, so Jeff Gluck does a NASCAR media guy. I think you know who Jeff Gluck is, but he does like the was it a good race poll after every single race. By the way, this uh, week, this past weekend's race, one of the worst races of all time. But um, the top three races since he started doing the poll, which was the year 2016, are okay. all three Bristol night races oh, or wow. Bristol races. Not maybe not all Bristol night races, but Bristol races. Two of the three are night races. The one spring race is in there. With yeah, so is chase. that something you guys show up on like a Friday for and camp all weekend? Absolutely. And then you head home Monday. Sunday. Head home Sunday. <laughs> okay. Which works out good. Now, but I'm talking about the night race. Yeah, that's a it's a Saturday night race. So we I take off work Friday, and I, okay. I like this year I got up and. Rolled out of town at like 6 a.m. and was there by noon and saw the Xfinity race Friday night. And then Saturday night, we had all day Saturday and you know, we saw the cup race and then got up Sunday and rolled home. Rolled home. Nice. I didn't even take off any work for it this year. Like, I worked on Friday, drove down after work. I missed the Xfinity race, but I got there in time to see a Tim Duggar concert on Friday night and then uh, Saturday for the cup race and then drove home on Sunday. Yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, – hopefully that will be in the plans for next year. I definitely want to get to a uh, a NASCAR race. And, yeah, we'll uh, make that happen. Yeah, and I definitely need to get Travis – well, I need to get uh, both you guys to next year for the Tusky, but I want to definitely get Travis um, up for some more dirt track racing in, in this area. I mean, Lincoln – from my house, Lincoln's only 10 minutes away, and Williams Grove is only like 30 minutes away. So we yeah. definitely – do on a friday and a saturday well what i'm hoping is that this year the outlaws were um were supposed to come down and race at dixie speedway which is here in georgia and okay. then the talladega short track which is like three hours from me 
and both of those got canceled because of weather. And what I'm hoping is that they they try to run those races again next year, and that'll at least be a couple Outlaws races, because I've been to one Outlaws race this year. I saw, um, I went to Volusia, so I saw the Friday night race there, and then was there Saturday night, and it got rained out, and then I drove back after that rain out on Saturday night. Um, because then they raced Sunday, but I didn't want to miss the Super Bowl, so I got back <laughs> on Sunday. Gotcha. But I am going to see some racing this weekend, and we'll stay in the dirt world real quick. I just wanted to bring up the World of Outlaws late models, the World Outlaws Morton. Uh, they're racing down south this weekend. They're racing in South Carolina at Cherokee Speedway on Friday night. And then Sanoa Speedway down here in Georgia on Saturday. And history could be made at Sanoa on Saturday because Brandon Shepard is uh, one win away from tying Josh, Rick- Josh Richards for the most wins in the history of the series. So if he wins Friday night and wins Saturday night, he'll, he'll break that record and become the all-time nice. winning driver in the world of Outlaws late models. Hell so, yeah, that'd be cool to be down there for Hey, I did want to say uh, I'm going to try and meet up with uh, – we had a guest. It was in the back in the summertime. Uh, Chase Rodman from the World of Outlaws uh, Dirt Vision. I'm going to try and get him on Twitter and see if I can meet up with him at the week, uh, this weekend at Williams Grove. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely uh, see if I can uh, meet up with him. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all got any more from the dirt world? Y'all want to transition us over to NASCAR? Yeah, I'm just um, glad glad to drop that nugget in there real quick. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. know we, we're not like huge late model guys on this podcast, but for if Brandon Shepard's able to get that done, I mean, it's kind of imminent. It's not if, when. Granted, they only have four races left on their schedule this year, but awesome for Brandon Shepard. And it, it's going to be a awesome moment when, when he breaks that record. And I'm I'm rooting for him. You know, hopefully he gets it done at Cherokee on Friday night, and it'd be pretty cool if I'm able to be there Saturday and he sets the record at Sonoma. Yeah, that would be really cool. And so you will be there Saturday for sure, right? Uh, unless shit goes haywire, I will be there Saturday. Good deal. I know picks are usually at the end, but since I'm only staying on for dirt, uh, do you mind? Yeah, we can get them in. Let's yeah, the just outlaw. just the outlaw picks, or or or. I shouldn't even say outlaw picks, just a pick for this weekend to win at the Natio Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that. What's that? Yeah, you want to, you want to do the honors? <laughs> yeah, I can do it. Um, so, um, yeah. So obviously you guys know, I'm going to stick to my hometown hero, uh, the 69 K Lance Deweese. I'm going to stick oh, with him this weekend. Oh, we saw that one coming. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know. I know. Come on, guys. I mean, the car's been really good. They look good at port. Um, it, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this. Why don't we do this? Why don't we pick one posse, one outlaw, and one uh, all-star? Can we do it that way? Nah, we'll just do a Friday night and Saturday. Uh, Friday, Saturday night? All right. Yeah, I, was, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling too hot about that either. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna stick. Uh, uh, the guy's got the track on. I mean, he wrapped up the uh, track champion, uh, uh, his seventh track champion for Lance Deweese at Williams Grove Speedway. So they did a hell of a job this year. 
uh, racing there every Friday. Even there were, um, might have been a couple Fridays throughout the, the year that they might have ran some other places, um, and they still locked down the track championship. So I'm going to stick with the hometown heroes for both uh, the hometown heroes um, with the uh, the Kreitz Racing and the Lance DeWeese will in the 69K for Friday and Saturday. So doubling down with Lance. Oh, yeah. All right. Who you got, Travis? All right. So this is for Friday night? Yep. All right. Friday night, I will uh, – we talked about him earlier in the show. I'll say Logan Shuhart stays hot and gets the win in the home state on Friday night. Nice. All right. You want me to give my Friday night now? You can do that. All right. Friday night, I am going to take an outlaw regular, Mr. Ten Time, Donnie Shots. I like it. I like it. I'm big Donnie Shots fan to your dismay, buddy. Oh, uh, you're it, – it is what it is. Buddy's <laughs> double. Um, down on Lance, uh, who you got Saturday night for the big show, Travis? Oh, so Putty, you're 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 Lance both nights. Oh yeah, I'm going with Lance. Sweeping the weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not saying sweeping the weekend, but I I, it, I I'm saying I think at least one out of the two nights he'll be. I mean, it, the, to look back at his stats real quick, he hasn't finished no lower than sixth all year at Williams Grove. Well, so, uh, well, so. we, we 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 need we need this on the record, man. So like, if you're I'm only picking him one night, what night? Oh no, I'll night, pick it. I mean, I'm just saying he's going to be up front. But I, not, I, 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 I mean, need I'm, winners. What's that? We need we need winners. <laughs> we need pick a winner here, buddy. He's <laughs> like, who are you going to bet all your money on? <laughs> oh, I'm putting it on Lance. So Lance is sweeping the weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to say who you got for Saturday night? Saturday night. Uh, he got a big win here earlier this year. He's won some races the last few weeks. I'm going to go with the Myerstown Missile. Brent Marks wins his second national open. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good buddy, Brent. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, I am going to stick with the theme of local PA posse drivers and a guy that's kind of had a, had an up and down year. He's had a quiet summer, but he's won some some big races since kind of summer's ended. Um, we'll go with old Double D, Danny Dietrich, to steal the win on Saturday night. I know that one guy I was sitting behind when I went to the Grove earlier this year won't be happy if that happened. <laughs> I mean, this dude was like double birds to Danny every single lap he drove by. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sure there'll be lots of fans that are just disgruntled. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I know a couple DD fans in our friends group that would probably, uh, yeah, that would probably like that you picked that. But definitely throwing him the bird when he drives by. I know some fans <laughs> in our group that definitely will be throwing him the bird uh, yep. the weekend. Who was your pick for Friday night, Derek? Uh, Donnie Shots. Okay, Donnie, that's right. Yeah. I got it written down here. Sweet. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Well, thanks for having me on. Hopefully, I uh, see Victory Lane Friday or Saturday or both. Uh, yeah, definitely get some content. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, yeah. You can mention us in the comments or whatever. Tag us. So yeah, yeah definitely get some content for the uh, for the Twitter. Yeah, and we'll definitely have to have you back uh, next week. We'll have a lot to talk about next week because it's Talladega weekend. It's National Open weekend. I'll see. I'll be at Sonoma, so we'll have plenty of racing to talk about. Oh, nice, awesome. Well, hey, you guys have All a good right. week. Have a good rest of your week, and 
I'm going to sign off here with uh, a different sign off, and it's going to be 69K all the way. Hey. All right, my man. All right, you guys. have a good one. Thanks yep, for coming on. Yep. Take it easy, guys. Thanks. Well, Derek, before we get into Vegas, one thing uh, I wanted to bring up on here is it was tell us about going to see uh, Myrtle Beach Speedway earlier, man. It kind of made me sad, like the, the <laughs> production sent me. Somehow, I didn't know how it transitioned to that. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm down here in Myrtle Beach. And kind of one thing on my bucket list throughout the week, certainly after watching uh, the Lost Speedway episode with Dale Jr. and Matt Dillner, was to go over there and kind of check it out. So, glad I got to go do that. I was over there for about a half hour, 45 minutes today and, and walked around for a lap or two and got some awesome pictures that you can check out on our Twitter. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of – there's a moment of like sadness, like yeah, it's, I'm sad this is gone, but I was also very happy that I got to come and and, and see it still, you know, because I had only been to Myrtle Beach Speedway one time, and that was for like a Monster Jam event when I was knee high to a grasshopper, barely remember it. So my only fond memories of uh, Myrtle Beach Speedway have been on the iRacing machine. So kind of need to go walk around a lap there and, and just kind of take it all in, soak it in for half an hour. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was really cool, man. Uh... I got one of the lost speedways, like literally ten minutes down the road from where I live, uh, old Middle Georgia Raceway. It's like basically, I guess what used to be the parking lot is like a driving range through there now. So I mean, and you can walk back, and you can just like there's a gate, and I don't think anybody really cares. And you walk back there. So I, I went and saw that last year and got to kind of experience that myself. And I mean, I didn't have any emotional attachment to that place because. They stopped racing there in the 70s, but Myrtle Beach is a track where they just had their last race there last year, and I just, like, what what made me so sad to see you post that, and I just, like, was, I I was going to forget to bring it up if I didn't bring it up now is why I know it's, like, weird timing, but that's a track that could have been saved, and I don't think there was... I don't think it's a track that should have shut down. I think it was a well-attended, well-loved track. And then just got – so, I mean, all you can say is just support the shit out of your local short tracks because you never know when when the last time you're going to be able to, to go there is. Yeah, definitely that. I mean, I, I don't know the whole story behind Myrtle Beach, but I don't even think it was had to do with like, uh, like not getting crowds or whatnot. I think it just had to do with the owner wanted to sell it. Because um, I know the the management group uh, moved up to Florence Motor Speedway. Um, they're just up the road from Darlington. All that played out. But, yeah, definitely just sad to see any local racetrack go. Um, I know if Dominion were to go away by the wayside one day, I'd be very sad. So just glad I got to come down and check it out for a little bit. Yeah, um, for sure, man. I'm uh, I, I'm thinking about it now, too, because, I mean, I got a local track down here, too, Cocker Motor Speedway. and. Their next race is Thanksgiving week. They always have a big program, the Gobbler 100, which they raced. It'll be the second Gobbler 100 of this year because they it got rained out last year and they moved it to March. That was when Brad Keselowski ran down here and oh, Scott nice. Bloomquist ran down here as well. Yeah. Um, Brandon Davenport ran there. There's some big names running there. And, um, and, and they'll be racing that again in November. So I was thinking about that and, I'm definitely going to try to make it over to that race like a half an hour up the road. And, you know, we got Sonoa like a little over an hour up the road, World Outlaws late models this weekend. So, you know, I went to Dixie Speedway earlier this year. So that was a little further, but still made it. So 
you know, just always try to support those local shore tracks. I mean, they're awesome places, and those people are working so hard to keep those places up and going and to and everything, so. For sure. I mean, even though the big series are starting to wind down here in the next couple of months, um, these local tracks still have probably a good two months of racing left, so definitely get out and support them. Um, can't say that enough because we want we want more racing to talk about. The more racing we talk about, the uh, happier we are. Well, yeah, for sure. And speaking of racetracks, um, we can hit on real quick uh, the schedules for the Truck Series and Xfinity Series. What you uh, what you think of those? So, I mean, I think big highs and big lows. Obviously, big high getting back to IRP getting to Portland, but definitely a low is not going to Mossport again. I, you know, it sounds like it's all still Canada and COVID and, and political stuff, which, I mean, you hate to see get in, involved in racing. And it sucks because, I mean, that's – we haven't raced – that'll be the third straight year not racing there. And we had a solid four-year run where every year that was the best uh, truck race, so – yeah, I'm just mean, disappointed to not is, be going there again. That place is like a hybrid short track and road course in one. So, yeah, definitely that place always puts on a good race. But if you're NASCAR, you can't can't wait around for these countries in, in this sense or racetracks saying, like, yeah, you can come or not come. You know, we got to make decisions. It's already October now. So it's like the schedule had to come out. And it's like if they're saying, oh, we don't know yet, uh, I, I can see NASCAR just saying, look, we got to pull the plug on this. Uh, we'll try again next year. But as of right yeah. now, we get a schedule out. And, and Ben I mean, Rhodes, or not Ben Rhodes, uh, Ben Kennedy had a press conference and pretty much said exactly that. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine you said it had to do with that, and I, I just, I didn't, didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, that's not even an issue these days. But uh, I mean, NASCAR, like I said, they got to get the ball rolling and, and get sponsorship deals done for these races and, and get the schedule out to teams. So can't blame NASCAR for saying, look, we gotta, we gotta go. But they did add a road course. They, the trucks are going to Sonoma, which is kind of cool. Um, but I, I still would like to see these trucks go back to smaller markets like IRP, uh, like a Myrtle Beach Speedway. Obviously, that's not happening. But uh, I think that that is the goal. In the next few years, we will see the series start to go go shift back to that. Yeah, like hell, if we're running this, um, you know, the LA Memorial Coliseum, like why can't we see an exhibition race at uh, Bowman Gray one day? You know, I've always said, that would that's kind of like my fantasy of a race is a NASCAR race at Boom and Gray. So if there's yeah. ever a way we can make that happen, that's that's what I'm here for. Yeah, certainly this LA Coliseum deal. I know we talked about it kind of last week or the week before. That that's going to open up a lot of different avenues for NASCAR to go into if that works out. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see how, on on that front. But definitely like the variety in the schedule. Um, and glad to see some tracks that are back on the schedule, you know, that we used to be. So Portland, that's a new market for for NASCAR to tap into, obviously. Uh, I mean, um, I don't even know what I was going to say. But, I mean, yeah, good good for Portland to get a race, and that's that's pretty cool to see. So, I mean, most of the other days, they're pretty much staying in touch with the, uh, the Cup Series and where they're going. But Portland's a big one. Um, Anything else different we missed? Um, oh, truck series to mid Ohio. Oh and, yeah, another. And now course. the truck series cutoff race for the playoffs is Pocono. Gotcha. Well, and in the first round, first 
playoff race is IRP, which should be absolutely insane. Yeah, and uh, also truck series to Richmond. I don't believe they've gone there in a few, quite a few they, years. Been, they? they were there this spring. Were they? Yeah. I don't even remember. No, I'm not. I'm not like questioning. I just, I, I just straight up do not remember that race. Yeah, it was but, supposed to be uh, last year, or it might have been 2020. Now that uh, it's all the years kind of have been running together the past couple, but I think in have one weekend with the trucks in cup and then the next the other weekend was going to be xfinity in cup so yeah definitely good to see richmond always on the schedule um i think the trucks always put on a good show at short tracks so gotta love that more short tracks we're begging for it nascar oh yeah and especially with the truck series like the truck series was designed to be a grassroots series like the truck series was never designed to be like a touring series like Xfinity and Cup and it, 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 obviously it's gone that way now but you know the the truck series was always designed to be a grassroots series so you know I'd love in the next few years like take the trucks to Hickory take the trucks to Five Flags Speedway to New Smyrna like Dominion yes. like you know take the trucks to these grassroots short track short track you know we don't need to go to I mean, I, it's not going to change, but we don't need to go to Texas and Vegas and, you know, all all these big tracks with the trucks, you know. I'm fine with a couple couple big races a year, big tracks, but let's definitely get the trucks back to the local short tracks. That's what we want to see. Absolutely. But, but, yeah, we can get into this Vegas weekend. It wasn't too, too eventful, I didn't think. I mean, I feel like the most eventful night was, what, Friday night with the trucks? Things kind of got crazy there. Yeah, I mean, definitely two out of three good races with stories to talk about. I didn't see the Xfinity race. I did see the truck race, though, and Christian Eckes is a guy that I've been, you know, high on for a long time and saying, you know, and he just – I don't I think he's run bad necessarily. It's just I feel like KBM kind of gave up on him pretty quick probably. But, you know, it is what it is. That's how it goes, and – you know, it's good he got this part-time opportunity at Thor Sport this year. It, I mean, it sucks what happened to Grant Enfinger, too, because Grant's another guy I'm a big fan of. But you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And, you know, that, that uh, for for Christian and a part-time opportunity where he's only had 10 or so races, truck to victory lane, that's, that's huge. And a credit to his talent, and you hope there's a – full-time ride and truck or Xfinity and in his future after that. Cause he definitely, he was pretty emotional after that race. Cause he proved a lot to a lot of people, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talked about him in KBM equipment and, and he never really ran bad. Just wasn't able to get those victories. And, and when you're in KBM equipment, I mean, if you're not winning, you're not going to be in that seat long. We saw it with Todd Gill and um, I can't remember who else been in through there, but Noah. obviously if you're not winning. Well, Noah won. And, and obviously he moved on to the Xfinity series, but yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're not, in, if you're in that equipment for a few years and can't get a win, uh, it's you're you're gonna get the boot because Toyota has such a big developmental program, uh, and there's only so many seats available. But definitely good to see Christian, I guess, get that win, uh, well deserved. Seemed like a really good kid in his post race interview. So yeah, I was really happy to see that. And that uh, 
And I'm we're glad Sheldon Creed and Chandler Smith are okay because that was a pretty gnarly wreck with those guys where, like, Christian straight up said he made a mistake and didn't listen to his spotter and admitted Sheldon just held it wide open and absolutely nailed uh, Chandler. So glad those guys are okay. Yeah, it was kind of just a perfect storm of events there. I mean, can't really blame uh, Chandler Smith or anybody for choosing wrong. I mean, it's a split-second decision, and, and you got a 50-50 shot at getting it right. Uh, he almost made it through the top, and then it wouldn't matter what his spotter said or, or what decision he made, you know. But definitely glad to see both of those drivers okay because you know, that incident was very, very scary. Uh, if, if Chandler Smith got hit two feet back to the door um, – I don't think he would be all right, and he he would have been in a in a war of trouble there. I guess the lesson is always listen to your spotter in those situations. Eh, like, no, I mean it's it, he, yes, but but no, I mean the spotter's not always one hundred percent right. I mean that 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 right there didn't have anything to do with him listening to the spotter. You know, he would have been fine if he was down on the inside wall. So it was just a perfect storm of Sheldon Creed focusing on other people. And dodging out of the way, and once he got out of the way, he gassed it up, and Chandler Smith just happened to be sliding back down the track right there. So just a bad timing of events, but just glad to see both drivers walk away uh, after a scary, scary incident. Yeah, it was uh, very scary, but but like we said, a great win for Christian Eckes, and now these truck drivers are going to have two more races at Talladega and Martinsville to get their way into the championship four. We know right now uh, – uh, it's right now Ben Rhodes is 34 to the good John Hunter had a bad race but he's 28 to the good Stuart Friesen's 9 to the good and Crafton's 5 to the good and then Sheldon Creed is 5 out Josevar which we'll talk about the Josevar incident too with him just I mean one of the most clear as day intentional spins of all time and I don't – is that the first time you've seen NASCAR actually, like, penalize the guy in race for that? Because um, they held him two laps. Certainly or... off the top of my head, yes, yeah, the first thing I could think of. But uh, it, it was clear as day what he did. I mean, I don't know how you can defend any of that. That oh, he literally – not only did he stop on the racetrack, he, he literally spun it around. And then as soon as the, the – Yellow came out and pit road was closed. He was like, oh, I'll go back outside. I'll go out here. The, so. My only frustration is, is the inconsistency because early in the race, I mean, John Hunter Nemechek just, just stopped on the racetrack. And then as soon as the caution came out, fired it up and drove away. So, yeah, it might be one of those deals where it was just like race control was tired of the shit. You know, I kind of would have gave John Hunter the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, anytime somebody stops on track. It's a hell of a lap, you know. It's like it's hard to police like that. Uh, I, it's obviously always situational, and we talk about that so much in racing. It's always what's what's the situation, you know. Uh, but when it's cer- certainly something that clear and that blatant, you've got to penalize it. So, NASCAR has all this data that they can do it. Um, let's just get it right, you know what I mean? For sure. But and I, and I, I agree. I think they got the right call made there. So I was glad. Yeah, to I was happy. Them call that. I'm just the my only ask now, like I said, is now consistent with it. You called it here. Yeah. This has to see. be the precedent. Yeah, I mean, as I said, it's hard to be consistent. I can't. I don't think you can say just if you stop on track, we're gonna black flag you. You know what I mean? But if you clearly see that this guy dumped dumped it while he has a flat tire and spun out on the racetrack, 
it's like, come on, dude. We we clearly see what you're doing. Yeah. But so, yeah, definitely it, glad it, to see NASCAR make the right call there. Um, it's certainly the first time I can think of something like that happening. A big win for Christian Eckes, though, and no uh, nobody able to lock their way into the Phoenix for the championship yet. So still wide open as far as that goes. Yeah, for sure. And we're heading to Talladega this weekend. Uh, certainly going to be a wild race for those trucker guys. Well, I didn't see the Xfinity race on Saturday. I was uh, I was busy out doing things. So uh, I, I did see like the end of the race, was able to watch it on my way home on the phone. But that was only for a few laps. And number one, just, just happened for Josh Berry, literally. Number one was number one. Uh, good for, but seriously, good for Josh Berry. You know, big win for him, and I, I hope he has a, a a future in this sport. You know, he's going to be a huge factor for the Xfinity Series championship next year, and you know, I hope he's able to really, you know, I hope he's able to move up the cup one day. And if he's not, I hope he's able to really be a guy for the next ten, fifteen years in the Xfinity Series that's able to compete for championships. But, I mean, that was yeah. an awesome win for Josh. He got in this one car, which hasn't won anything in a long time. And that's not just trying to talk shit about Michael and that. But, you know, it, that shows the difference. You know, people say, is it all the car? Is it all the driver? And that's the difference between, I mean, in the nicest way possible to, to Michael and that, an average driver to a really good driver, Josh Berry, where Josh Berry's gotten in this one car, should have won Michigan, maybe could have won Bristol without some mechanical issues, and then wins at Vegas. So, Yeah, certainly great to see him back it up here um, with a win after Bristol, the, the night he had at Bristol, because they had a, a really, really fast car at Bristol and, and was going to be in contention for that win um, before for mechanical issues, but... Yeah, really solid night for Josh Berry. Uh, he's already made a big, big impression on sponsors this year. I mean, we talked about, I know, I can't remember what episode, but certainly a few episodes back in the spring, we talked about, uh, is he going to be able to get some sponsorship? Uh, he, he was having some run-ins on the track with people, but he's kind of said, look, I'm here to play. Like, you're not going to run me over. Um, I'm here to race. So it'd be awesome to see him full-time in a JRM car next year and, and really see what he can do and, and see if he can't win a championship. You know he's going to be a factor. He's really learned, like, I think the NASCAR game better as this year has went on, and it's kind of been – I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's, I guess, learned how to be more corporate and definitely, like – not that he was never, like, a loudmouth or anything, but, like, you know, when you're racing at Dominion on a Friday night, and somebody hits you, you get out and flip them the double birds. Like, you know, you don't really see that in NASCAR that much. And that's not what, you know, multi-million dollar sponsors are want to see. So I think he's definitely learned, you know, how to kind of be a politician is almost what you need to be in NASCAR to attract sponsors. Like I said, I don't mean any of that in a bad way. That's just, that's how the game is set up to attract sponsors. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I said, you got to play the game. It's always a game somewhere uh that has to be played so glad to see josh is on the right track and i think he could have a future in Ch- cup i mean we've seen him sub in for a few guys throughout the year already so uh it's certainly something i think that they'll be on his radar after a few seasons in uh in the xfinity series it's gonna be interesting too i mean 
you know, I, I, I don't know that there will ever be a seat at Hendrick for him, but, you know, after a few years, does he just want to become an Xfinity Series legend or would he, you know, make the jump to a mid-tier cup ride? Yeah, that would be something but, definitely to keep an eye on him and, and watch play out. But, I mean, an awesome win for him for sure. I mean, you able to watch it. Yeah, I was in and out of it. I definitely caught some highlights. I know they had that big, big pile up in turn one. It took out probably six or seven good cars. Um, so I hate, I hate to see that for some people, especially some playoff drivers. Um, but nonetheless, Josh Berry went out there and got it done when it counted. Hell yeah, man. Well, that's, that's good for him, and we're really happy to see a little bit this week, Josh Berry, who is like the story of the week because there just wasn't much to talk about from that cup race between Josh Berry and people still talking about Bristol. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I said we won't spend too much time on the cup race because there wasn't much to talk about. Um, you had the, the really the only play of the race was the, the strategy there in stage two, um, like four laps after a restart. Um, about half the team hit and Hendrick Motorsport just didn't, couldn't make it to the end of stage two on fuel, and and that really cost the race, I think, for all the Hendrick drivers. If you're Cliff Daniels, man, like, what are you doing there? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that when they came out from that pit stop, uh, that the guys that did pit, they were only, like, a lap to the good. So maybe maybe they didn't think that they could make it with their free mileage or something. I don't know. And, and they were expecting another caution, but this never came and, and certainly put everybody behind in the Hendrick camp. I know Chase Elliott was able to rally back to the top 10 and get back on the lead lap. And William Byron was really, really fast. Um, but then they had multiple tire issues, loose wheels and shit. So just a tough night for Hendrick Motorsports across the board. Like they weren't, they were good in the early stages of the race, but then just really fell apart uh, as the race progressed. Yeah. To me, that was just, I think with as far as the strategy thing went, it's just a, a prime example of overthinking things. And I think you see that in this playoff format a lot is that teams feel the pressure and just kind of make decisions where they just just overthink things. Yeah, I mean, and, I said if a caution comes out in the middle of stage two, uh, it doesn't really matter. You know that we have a whole different race on our hands. But that, that caution never came, and, and it just bit those teams in the ass. Because before that that caution, you had Hendrick running, I think one, two, three, four, or or right there in the top five, certainly. So, and another another uh, thing I wanted to bring up is is William Byron probably had the fact general Hendrick. It seems like, and I mean, it's hard to even say this because didn't exactly execute on Saturday night, but really like. The 48 and 24 just have such a hard time executing and, and finishing races compared to the five and the nine. It just yeah. seems like they're on two different planets as far as execution. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if that's just crew chief experience or, or what that what that adds up to. Um, but certainly certainly, there's definitely a fall off there between the four and drivers. And really, the, the two... Uh, two teams there the nine five versus 24 48 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I definitely wanted to bring that up. But, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, so Denny Hamlin got the win. He locked himself into the next round and the first race of the round for the second straight round. And I think, you know, I said it, I said it after Darlington, and I'm, I'm guilty as charged. Like, so we do our race day pick-ems, eight of us, not a single one of us put Denny Hamlin in the championship four. And I just think fans and us and every like, I don't know how we slept on Denny Hamlin like we did coming into the playoffs. I mean, I know they weren't winning races, but it wasn't for a lack of speed. They've been having an awesome season. Like, I, I don't know. It, it feels like everybody just completely slept on Denny. Like I said, for me, guilty as charged. I did the same thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna charge you here as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I know it's he just won and kind of basically like he did lock himself into the round of eight, but. That round of eight is very, very tough. Some some big track, big tough tracks to come through that round of eight, and anything can happen. We saw Harvick last year, who we I think all said that he was a lock to Phoenix. So anything can happen in that final round. Um, certainly, don't be counting your chickens yet before they hatch. Oh yeah, no, you never do. You never do. But I do think that is a round that lines up good for Diddy. Like, if you ask me tomorrow to, like, just scrap my championship four and make new predictions, I don't know. It'd be tough because I still feel good about the four. Honestly, I'd probably, at this rate, put Kyle Busch out and put Denny Hamlin in. But, like I said, that could all flip tomorrow. It's it's tough to say. But, you know, like I said, I, I definitely think my, my takeaway from this playoff so far has been that a lot of us slept on Denny Hamlin. Yeah, no doubt, about, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, comes out in the playoffs in the first four races, picks up two wins after not winning all year. So he's definitely injected his name into that Final Four championship contender. Um, and two two huge wins to to start off the playoffs, man. A Southern 500 and then the, the one and only mile and a half in the second round to lock yourself into the final eight. So just two huge wins for Hamlin. Especially with two wild card races coming up, two tracks where we know things can get crazy to not have any wor- like there's only one guy who's not gonna have any worries going into these two races. It's Denny Hamlin. Like Yep. The, we we know things can get wild in an instant at both of these places and the eleven team and Denny Hamlin there are not gonna have to worry about that. No, not at all. They're gonna go to Talladega and just look to pad their uh points lead. Get some more win, get another win, and get some more playoff points. My favorite quote is like, "A circumstance like that is still Kyle Busch, 2018. He won Richmond, and that was the week before the first rival race, and it was a cutoff race. And he said, i 'I'm just going to go there and be driving Miss Daisy next week.' Yeah, that's certainly going to be Denny. Uh, certainly, when it comes to the robo, I know he's not not the greatest road course racer, but he uh, he'll just go out there and and have fun with it and look to. Put on a show for the fans, and a really good track for him this weekend too, for sure. Yeah, cause... no doubt. I mean, he's one of the best plate racers in the game, um, and maybe he looks to play to play helper with some of his teammates that are all on the outside looking in, uh, or team owner, and help Bubba Wallace finally get his first win. So yeah, a lot of going to be a lot of stories going into that, but yeah, I mean, not much else to say about Vegas. Uh, and if that race was another two laps, uh, Chase Elliott probably wins that race because Denny had a – I think he had a tire going down 
that last run, and he was holding on for dear life, and that's how Chase caught him so fast. But he was able to hold on. Like, that tire went down in victory lane. I didn't hear about that. I knew – I seen Chase catching him there with, like, two to go, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be a good race. Uh, Yeah, he had a tire going down. He was barely hanging on to it. Yeah, he certainly was. Uh, Like I said, another two laps, and it might have been a different story. But big win for Denny, good for the 11 team. So, how much more to say about that? Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe uh, Kyle Busch finished third in that race. Uh, Yes, I believe that is correct. It was uh, Denny, Chase, Kyle, Truex, Blaney, top five. Oh, and another team, Tyler Reddick. He had a lot of speed and maybe had a chance to race Denny for that win. He ended up finishing sixth. Like, but they ran long looking for a caution. But the way that race was going, how can you even think there's going to be a – like, everybody was so spaced out. Like, you know, they're just – the idea of a caution just seemed like a, a reach there. It wasn't like there were guys beating and banging all over the place and a caution was imminent. Yeah, so. I mean, the caution that wasn't planned was for a uh, Rick Ware racing car that didn't have all their lug nuts on. And then the wheel literally came off. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit. But Glad that's, Joey that's, Gates. There was literally no wreck in the entire night, I don't think. There was no spins or nothing like that. So I just think that was questionable strategy by the eight team where that's not the race where I would be, you know, banking on a caution the way that was going. Yeah, I certainly would be more frustrated with my crew chief if I was the fan of the eight team, uh, more so than like the five or any Hendrick cars to say uh, for that strategy, you know, because it, it, uh, that's a hard play to, to say, okay, yeah, we maybe we can't make it here. Maybe we'll get another caution because uh, like, half the teams didn't pit there when that caution came out. Um, but if you're just running long, like that's there's no sense in that. We, we know how much tire fall off happens and you're just losing time when you're out there riding around. And certainly, like I said, they weren't even, like, points racing. They were, they, were, they got to go win. I mean, they're out of the playoffs, but they were certainly up there contending for a win. And, I mean, they were fast enough to to win that race. Like, and, I mean, like I said, I, number one, I think William Byron had the, the fastest car. And, I mean, he drove back up to the front, damn, three different times. Yeah. Yep. They didn't get it done, but. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. You got anything else to add about that one before we get into Talladega? Uh, no, just it's hard to go from the best race of the year uh, to, to one of the worst, if not the worst. I'd have to go back and look at Glucks Bowl, but that was certainly up there for one of the worst races of the year, um, and, and that's just harder to, to go to. You know, one one of the best races at Bristol, and then you, we follow it up with that. And now we're probably uh, tough gonna... to get the fans engaged and excited when we put on a show like that. I mean, that race is literally going to be sandwiched into two of the best races because we know Bristol was the best race. We know Talladega is going to be one of the best races. It always is. So for that race to be sandwiched in between Bristol and Talladega, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at with it. Like, NASCAR, it's a good schedule. You know, when we got a, when we get a boring race, well, we're going to get another one here to to make up for it. So, it's, and it, it wasn't a terrible race. I still enjoyed the race. It's still a race, you know. And, and now you look back on it, that strategy call in stage two was kind of interesting. So, all, all in all, it was an okay race, but I, I totally get it why the fans were like, this package sucks, I'm over it. 
Um, we only got, what, two more races with this package. And, I mean, I've been a defender of the 550 package in certain circumstances, but this yeah, was one where – Put on a I've, great show. Michigan this year was a great show. Yeah, and, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's helped. Like, I mean, Vegas was a good race earlier this year. Vegas was one of the best races of the year. Kansas was a really good race. Uh, like you said, Michigan was. Both Pocono races were pretty good. So, like, over the years, there has been some really good For sure. Just hit or miss, huh? Sure. And this was oh, definitely yeah. miss. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, I'm excited for Talladega this weekend. I'm very pissed I'm not going to be able to be there. But yeah. it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we ain't got really much of a preview about it. All I can say is print out a, a sheet of all the drivers' numbers and, and throw a dart at it. That's that's your winner. Yeah, well. That's our preview for you guys. <laughs> Anything can and will happen at Talladega. I've seen it for myself. You ready to get into some picks? Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you lead it off. Well, we got truck. We got a triple header, two truck race on Saturday, followed up by an Xfinity race. And the cup race on Sunday. Uh, Saturday, truck race. Like you said, like line up, throw a dart at the wall. It's hard to say. Um, I'll go with Ryan Truex in the 40 for Nice Motorsports to get one. His first career win, that would be. I like that. Uh, I'm not looking at a lineup here. So I'm just kind of going to go with a guy that comes to mind. Uh, we'll go with Grant Infinger. How about that? My boy, I was, I've, I've been on a streak of picking him damn near every week. So I, I was going to get Matt Crafton, but I feel like I have been picking him a lot lately, so I'll switch it up. Yeah, I feel like we've done – I pick Grant Infinger, you pick Matt Crafton a lot. <laughs> Solid picks. Trusty picks, you know. Oh, and then we got – Solid top five picks. We got – that's followed up by the Xfinity race. Who you got there? Ah, I'm gonna go a guy that. Had, By the way, John Hunter driving the 54 in that race, if that means anything to you. Uh, yes and no. Um, definitely noteworthy. Um, but um, as far as my pick, I'm gonna go with a guy that had a dismal race last week at Las Vegas, looking to turn around. Got the win here earlier in the year. Oh, you Jeb Burton stole my pick. You son of a bitch. The Talladega sweep. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to need a win to get through the way the points are looking right now. Um, he is 27 below the cut. Herbst is 32. Clements, 36. Mike Snyder, 10. So that's how that cut's looking right now. But as far as Saturday's race, I will go with, I mean, it's hard to pick against the college cars. They've been so dominant at these plate races, so. They're gonna to work together, and they're all gonna be up front. And it's yeah, just who, who's gonna get get that lucky break at the end and, and sneak the win away? So, and I'll go with the guy who's won. What I don't even know what it's up to now. Like four of the last six, I think, or uh, and it, whatever it is, Justin Haley gets another win, his second win of the year, and moves on to the next round. Yeah. I was I was gonna pick Jeb too because I think they'll all be working together to help Jeb. But since you already picked Jeb, I'll pick Justin. There you go. Definitely, college cars are gonna be good when they work together. So any of those guys are safe bets. 
Um, one little note, I'm kind of glad I'm not there for this weekend in Talladega because, good Lord, a truck race and an Xfinity race on Saturday sounds like it's going to be a long day out there. Oh, yeah. I know it's already a long day when we go to the Xfinity or truck race, the single-day shows. Um, so, good luck to anybody going out there. Stay hydrated. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into some cup picks. Luckily, it's it's the fall, so, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty cool there now. Yeah, let's it's go not... bleachers. Oh, yeah. Well, Sunday's cup race, am I picking first or you picking first? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll let you go first. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who needs a win right now. He's below a cut. I think he had one that slipped away last week. William Byron. He's almost won here last year. I almost won here in the spring. Won Daytona last year. So, he's proven himself to be a good – I keep saying plate racer. It's not a plate race, but I'll just call it a plate race forever. Anyway, I'll, I'll go with William Byron to get back to victory lane. All right. Yeah, can't, can't knock that pick. Um, I'm going to go with the guy – Again, super speedways. I know it's not not gonna be the full Hail Mary shot, but he was good. Uh, no, nah, I'm gonna change it up. I lied. I was gonna pick Corey LaJoy, but it's a playoff race. Um, I'm gonna feel like a playoff driver is gonna get the win. I will go with about the 48 Alex Bowman. All right, yeah, they're both guys that definitely need wins. So thinking along the same lines as me, but I mean, I think William Byron has proven to have a really good track record at these races and at some point he's going to start getting the credit for it he's already won one and i think he's going to win more and i think that starts this weekend and willie b gets back to victory lane and moves on in the playoffs for sure and update that cut line real quick since i did the other series uh christopher bell 25 out just a dismal day for that team on sunday bowman 13 points out harvick seven points out and Byron, four points out. There you got it. Well, um, anything else to add before we get on out of here? No, just sorry for any uh, random noises you've heard throughout the podcast. Uh, it's kind of all, I said we're on vacation, so we're doing this remote this week. Um, but still glad to jump on here and talk shop with you boys. My man, yeah, it's been great, and I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your vacation and enjoy Talladega this weekend. I'm pretty excited to get to at least a racetrack this weekend, even though it's not Talladega. So, Yeah, I'll be up at Dominion. Uh, we got one of the last couple mini cup races of the year, so I'll be up there working Saturday. Um, yeah. There's somebody. There's uh, Mo and his Mustang or somebody. Yeah, somebody raising hell and praising Dale out here. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, man. I'm going to get a couple drinks at the bar. I'll, I'll catch you later, bud. All right, man. See you. See you.